0: Hi, my name is Dale Madison. My hometown is Baltimore, Maryland. I currently live in Los Angeles. I am 62 years old and my profession is, I'm a performing artist.
1: Hi, my name is Rafael Sanchez. I'm 30 years old. My hometown is New Jersey and my profession is, I'm an arts educator.
0: Rafael and I have been together almost four years. If I were to describe our love
1: story, it would be a growing work in progress. Welcome to Our Love Story, a Spotify
2: original from Parcast. Every week, a real couple recounts how they met, how they fell in love, and the biggest moments of their relationship. Now, let's hear their love story.
1: Well, my dating life Before meeting Dale was very non-existent. I finished college and through college, I was actively just pursuing my career and actively in class, not necessarily dating. But once I finished college, I was in the dating scene for a little bit, but I became very disappointed to the point where I just didn't want to waste or invest energy in dating anybody. And it seemed to be a generational thing also. The people that I was dating were around my age at the time and nobody wanted to be in a committed relationship you know I was ready to be like they say cuffed up (laughs) Um, but necessarily (laughs) I was just really looking to be in a relationship with someone who I can first start a friendship and then from there just build and grow together
0: my dating life before I met Raphael covered a wide span Um, There's a 30 year age difference between us. I've been married to a woman. I've been in long-term relationships with men. I've had very unsuccessful relationships. And I dated, if you can call dating, seeing people. I had people that I was intimate with or that I saw from time to time. But my focus wasn't about being in a relationship. So, you know, I was focused on my career. I was focused on my writing. I was p- focused on my performance art. So for me, the idea of being in a relationship, and I think I had been out of a relationship for two years and I was getting accustomed to the fact. And because I was getting older, I was kind of accepting that I was not going to have the relationship that I had dreamed of when I was younger. In other words, I, I wasn't taking being in a relationship very seriously at this point in my life.
1: I met Dale through online dating. (laughs) Yeah, so in the gay community, in the gay culture, there are specific like dating apps where you can meet different people for different reasons. Upon moving to the new location in a new area, I wanted to see what was going around, you know, like who are the people that that I'm around? So the intention, intentionally, even on in my bio, I had put that I just, I'm strictly looking for a friendship. I'm new to the area. So after downloading this app and creating it, I did have that information up there. And I it, essentially, I, I saw Dale and I said to myself, oh, wow, you know, this person, you know, I'm attracted to this person. This person kind of has the same values that I'm, that I'm looking for and has the same information in, in the bio. I'm gonna hit this person up.
0: My first thoughts when I got a text message from Raphael uh, on the dating app was that he was too young. I had a, um, a rule that I would not date or meet someone on a dating app that was under a particular age, and he was under that age. So what I had done was I wrote this super long profile explaining all of my likes and dislikes, and I thought that nobody would take the time to read it. But Raphael took the time to read it. And what he did was he approached me and he made me understand that he had read everything I said. And he said, I am exactly the friend that you need in your life right now. And if you trust that what you wrote was true and you meet me and I'm not exactly what I just said I am, he says, "Then we never have to meet again." And I'm an Aries, and I can't turn down a challenge. So I was like, "Fine then. Come on over. Come on over now." You know. And uh, <laughs> Raphael sh- showed up. <laughs> I said, "Okay."
1: So Dale and I met, and you know, we became really great friends. We've found out that we had a lot of things in common and a lot of our conversations were really engaging. It was just really nice to to spend time together with someone and build. I already envisioned in my mind that I was building a meaningful friendship. So we ended up meeting and we went on our first date to a museum, the African-American Museum near USC. And that was amazing because at the time I was working at different art institutions and different museums and that was my first time going to that uh, particular museum and I went with him and it was very meaningful because, you know, coming from a multicultural background and working at institutions where not necessarily you see the diversity in in the art world um going to cam was like a different lens and it was so much more impactful for me because it was like oh it's our first date i'm doing this with dale who happens to be african american and here i am in this space you know literally the the senses my senses were just like fired up the stimulation of of art (laughs) it was just it was just wonderful it was really great to be around that type of environment as our first date, and to be able to talk about art. But also, I kept, I was looking at the art, but I kept on looking at him too. And I was just like, wow, like each second, I'm kind of like, I'm feeling more attracted to him. Like, I really like this, I like this. And you know, I, I began to feel more comfortable within myself as well. Yeah, it was like
0: a really nice, fun date. One of the things I remembered about the first month of meeting Rafael was that he lived less than a mile away. So he would walk to come visit me. And one of the funniest things that I remember in that first week was him telling me that one day after leaving my home, he Googled me on his phone as he was walking home. And my website is, a, is an acronym for, for Dale Guy Madison, and it's called Damn Good Man. And so when he when he saw Damn Good Man, his first thought was, what did you say, honey? Well,
1: yeah, <laughs> because again, I was very like, I did not want to hook up. I was just done and tired of that, right? So my first initial thought happened to be that. I guess it was triggering in in, in that sense. Was like, is is this man a porn star? Like, is he a porn actor? <laughs> but I was okay with it if he if he was or not. Just kidding. <laughs> uh,
0: but the first month or so of knowing each other, we spent. I think we spent. Days Like all I remember was that I'd stopped returning anybody else's calls. I stopped dating anybody else so because uh, Rafael was over every day. We'd have dinner, we would talk, we would watch television. We'd listen to music. We talk about movies. So it just became this, this natural thing that I, when I got home from work there, he'd be walking up the street. So to get out of the house was for us to like, okay, let's plan an event. Let's get out of the house. And that's how we went to the California African-American Museum. And I said, okay, let's see how he handles being in public. And the other thing that, that I look for in a person when I say, when I ask the universe to send me someone to love me is someone who's not afraid of public displays of affection. And he is the most romantic, hand holding, kiss you on the cheek kind of person there is to the point that I was embarrassed. Like I would get a little flustered in the face. So it was like he was totally unapologetic for any feminine mannerisms and a loving display of affection. He didn't care where we would be. If he wanted to hold my hand, if he wanted to kiss me, if we were walking in the grocery store, he just simply did it. And that just was that kind of thing that just kept winning me over. It's like, Oh my God, this is what I asked for. I asked for somebody to love me and here he is loving me, you know, learn to accept it because you know, when you've not had that in years and years of relationships, to get that, for me, was uh, was like mind-boggling. I almost questioned, why am I deserving of this at this point in my life?
2: We all have at least one thing we just can't get out of our head, no matter how hard we try.
0: At least one? <laughs> oh no, my mind is a proverbial storage unit of obsessive thoughts. Hey dolls, it's me, Benito Skinner.
2: And I'm Mary Beth Barone. On our new show, Obsessed, we're working through some very particular um, attachments that are living rent-free in our minds.
0: That's right, crazy little thoughts you can only hear on Spotify.
2: Every Monday, we'll catch up on the scandals, trends, and people from pop culture that plague us. I'm talking Kardashians, T-Swift, Timothy Chalamet, that kind of plague.
0: Oh, Chalamet, uh, don't even get me started.
2: And on Obsessed, no topic is off-limits, including personal stories, which will definitely get us in trouble with our family and friends.
0: Obsessions from our own lives? I have no idea what you're talking about, Mary Beth. Is kissing your boyfriend's family on the lips weird?
2: As you can tell, we've got a lot to cover.
0: Follow our new Spotify original from Parcast, Obsessed. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify. In the course of our four years together, we had to deal with a lot of challenges. Rafael is bilingual. He's from the Dominican Republic. He speaks two languages fluently. So whenever there is a conversation or a misunderstanding, sometimes the speed in which two people are arguing back and forth, uh, Rafael will end up translating words in his head as he's speaking in English. And I would misunderstand those words. But. I can say that with all pride and no shame that therapy has saved our relationship.
1: I am bilingual and uh, (laughs) oftentimes it is like, oh, it was just that word. (laughs) And, you know, it became very frustrating in our communication. But as everyone can understand, it's communication is key and it's just always working at it. That was one of the obstacles. But I also wanted to share I was thinking about the hurdles and, you know, I had people come to me and tell me that I'm crazy for dating someone who's older than me. And, you know, like there's something wrong with me or whatever. And, you know, I never looked at age as as something that like people might say the opinions of others wasn't really like uh, it didn't phase me. But it became a hurdle and an obstacle because I had friendships Specific people who actually knew him as well for by passing, who knew him by passing, and they would comment on the fact that I'm so young dating someone so older. So what can I do is like avoid that, avoid, you know, the the stuff that goes around around age and and love and gender, right? And just focus and and continue to love and support one another in the best way that we can through the obstacles and the hurdles.
0: There was never a moment, there, and there still isn't a moment that I don't process that I'm 30 years older than Rafael. What has changed is my acceptance of it, but there was not a defining moment. Now I look towards how our lives will be years from now and things that he needs to understand and what lessons I can use to help help guide him through understanding that, you know, Rafael may love to go hiking, but I got arthritis in both knees. Go, enjoy. One of the things that I've always tried to instill in our relationship is to always make Raphael feel as if he can do or go or be anything he wants and I will support that. So if that means going out with your friends, I don't have to go to clubs. I've spent 30, 40 years doing that. Raphael likes to go out three or four times a year. but it's his choice. And I've seen people in in disparaging ages relationships where there are all of these rules. Raphael, I I tried to explain to him that you're a grown man, just like I'm a grown man. You don't need my permission to do anything. I love and support you because you love me. So do enjoy your life. Just understand that there's some things I've already done and I don't need to do again. And it's okay. I still want you to enjoy that because I don't want, at the end of the day, Raphael to ever feel that he has sacrificed his young life to be with an older man. So I, I try to make every day, uh, an important day of love with him. So that if for some reason I'm not around any longer, he can look back and say, "I, I had a wonderful ride, you know, period.
1: The moment I knew Dale was the one was after three weeks after spending the night together. And I woke up that morning and I first said to myself in my head, I said, he doesn't know this, but... I I go crazy in love. When I'm crazy in love, I fall in love and I fall really hard and really deep. Should I vocalize this? Right. And I ended up saying it and it wasn't word vomit or anything. It was just truthfully what I was feeling. And I said, you know what? I'm going to say it. I don't I'm saying it to scare him or anything, but I'm saying it because this is what I feel right now. Right. And I said it. I said, listen, you're going to have to be careful because I'm falling in love. And, you know, at the time, I'm like, crap, don't use the word love. Don't use the word love. Like, that's scary. It scared, you know, the other people you were dating in the past, whatever. Or, do you really love this person? Like, what do you know about love, Raphael? And so I knew that in that moment, what I knew about love was that he was the one because I was falling in love. I was falling in love. I fell in love in that moment. That's what I wanted to share. And, and I knew and I envisioned that this is what love looks like.
0: The moment I knew he was the one was also during a sleeping time, because our sleep patterns are very different. I'm a person that gets up very early and I go to bed early. Raphael stays up late and is a very light sleeper. One of the things as I'm laying in bed and I watch TV at night and Raphael is laying next to me, sometimes he speaks in his sleep. And if I fall asleep or if I move, his attention is always focused on my well-being. So I used to say to people, this man loves me in his sleep things. He'll say like, baby, I love you. Baby, are you all right? You know, if, if I cough, he's, he instantly wakes up like a mother that knows a child is is sick in another room. There's this instinct that completely blew me away. And I remember just sitting in bed crying one night because I could see and feel this love coming through while this man was just sleep. So it was just, it was the way that he holds and talks and mumbles and reacts and cares for me in his sleep, just like another being that is within, that's in him, like he's allowing half of his body to rest, but the other half he's caring and looking out over me. So that was the, that was the, the ceiling of the deal for me with, with him. What I love about Raphael is that he never lets the day go by without saying I love you. And I have never been with a partner or anyone in my life who has used the word I love you with so much meaning every day. You would think that using the word I love you can get tiring, but for a person who just wants to be loved, that is an important part of, uh, of my being. It's an important part of my fuel. Uh, sometimes we say to each other our love languages. Raphael's love language is quality time together. My love languages are acts of, what's the word honey? Acts of? Acts of service. Acts of service, right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What I love most about Dale is a couple things. The first thing is that he has always been a self-starter. Someone who is empowering and inspiring to the people that he meets, to the people that he surrounds himself with. The other thing is that Dale is a true artist. And what I love the most about him is as a as true artist that he is, I'm able to see myself through his lens. And if there's an advice that I can give to anyone is that find yourself a friend or find yourself with someone who you can grow with as a person, as an artist, as a performer, you'll see yourself growing together. And so being that he is my muse and I am his muse is something that I love the most about him. In in every way and every moment that we're growing and healing together. Another thing that I love about Dale is the fact that he is super funny <laughs> in the sense that he always has humor to like engage with certain difficulties that may be happening. Um, but also the fact that he uses his mind and his imagination to take him further and propel him in his career and the passion projects that he has. That's that's very inspiring for me.
0: When I look towards the future with Raphael, I just look forward to healthy days, days of laughter, days where I can uh, watch him soar, days where he'll be able to be even more of the independent person that he already is. He's already an independent spirit. I just look forward to the days of just watching him grow into the person that I know he can be. Because I've lived a lot of my life. I've had a lot of experiences. I've had a lot of career growth. He's at the precipice of his. He's just beginning to be able to enjoy all of that. And I'm enjoying watching him grow. I'm I'm looking forward to being the fan and him the star.
1: I'm also looking forward to more laughter, more love, more growth, and more understanding. I am a caretaker by nature, so I I actually look forward to those moments where should something happen to us with health or that's far more important and more valuable than thinking about career, right? And so those are the moments that are significantly more important to me in our union and in our partnership is I'm looking forward to those moments where I am of of service to, to you, regardless of the future, right? It's in the now where I continue and want to take care of you. But in that same sentiment, I want to continue to take care of myself so like that we can enjoy our laughter. So like that, we can enjoy our moments together and continue to love and grow each other. We can both learn and grow together. But, you know, I'm also looking forward to your growth. In the, in the passion projects that you've been working on and, you know, the things that you discover along the way that you say, hey, I, I'm looking forward to doing this. You know, this is not going to stop me from doing something that I'm that I'm dreaming about. You know, I'm looking forward to your goals because your goals are also my goals. I have a, a position that I play in being your partner and your lover in reaching those goals. So I look forward to those dreams that you could continue and would like to continue to achieve. So, you know, those are things that really puts things into perspective in the midst of my growth as well, is the fact that I am looking forward to your growth and the things that you want to continue to do also.
0: Thank you, honey.
2: Thanks for listening to our love story. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and on Twitter at Parcast Network. For more episodes of Our Love Story, follow us on Spotify and check out other ParCast originals, all available on Spotify. Our Love Story is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from ParCast. It was created by John Cohen. Sound designed by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. Production assistance by Ron Shapiro. It's produced by John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and associate produced by Alex Trigvidotter.